0: and welcome to the Learn to Lead podcast brought to you by Ability, an experiential learning company based in beautiful Austin, Texas. I'm your host, Matthew Confer, and today on the show, we have Kelly McCutcheon, who is the Vice President of Training at HopDotty, a delicious burger chain founded in 2010 that has 30 locations across five states with over 1,100 total team members. Thanks so much for joining us today, Kelly. So I want to start by diving into something from your Instagram account at HopDotty, actually, which says that your organization is, quote, proudly different and original. Given that your role is training, how do you instill that different and original mantra in how you prepare your employees?
1: I love that we're starting here because uh, we do say that HopDotty is different and original. Our food is original and our people are original. And- Uh, training and hiring start that process. So the first thing I would say is, you know, likability. HopDotty is also based in Austin, Texas. And anyone who's been here knows that our motto is keep Austin weird. Um, And that kind of falls into that different and original. So the first thing I would say is we hire for it. We look for it. Our interview questions screen for um, people who are proud to be original and proud to be different. And The cool thing is, you mentioned we're in five states, everywhere you go, you find people who have an Austin heart. Um, But we help that blossom through training um, by really focusing on um, letting what's unique about you on the inside shine on the outside. And when that happens, there's this magical thing that we call heart for hospitality, where you can make connections, with people that you work with and, and your guests, and so through um, even through things like training our team on the core values or on our promises, uh, we really focus on um, that originality and that individuality. We we have a saying that there is an I in team, uh, at least as far as there are four in an individuality, and hmm. so um, we all bring our unique skill sets together, and and that makes us stronger as a team. And uh, just to wrap that question up, one of the ways that we really foster that individuality is we don't set steps of service, for example, in in training, right? There's a right way to make a burger. There's definitely a right way to greet a guest and, and take care of a guest, but there's a lot of wiggle room in between. And so we really encourage our team to follow guidelines, but really lead with their heart and that helps uh, that originality to shine.
0: Hmm. That comment about unique on the inside, shining on, on the outside is, is kind of a great way to, to look at it. For, for those of us that are outside of the restaurant industry, what don't we realize about what it takes to develop and train a staff, given that all we really see is the interaction at the end of the journey that leads to the burger or the fries that we get to enjoy?
1: Yeah. Awesome. And, and hopefully it's a great experience, right? Great food and, and great service. And you don't really think about everything that was poured into making that happen. Um, I think the, the thing that we don't see, and this is true for my own journey as much as it is probably most of us in the business um, is we don't study for this. We, you know, very few people, um, very few managers, very few team members go to school for hospitality management. um, We fall into it because we're doing something else and we just happen to be good at it. And, and so I think that comes with a unique set of challenges when it comes to training and development um, because everybody is starting at a different point in, in their path. And so it's really important to make sure that that training is as custom as it can be. We kind of meet people where they're at. Um, So, you know, what, the other thing I think that, that we experience that's really challenging is how do you teach somebody how to make a burger without wasting 20 burgers, right? It's so kind of conceptually teaching it first and then getting hands on. And, and so, for example, one of the things we'll do at a new restaurant opening is we have to practice. We, we have to have that repetition. We'll make those burgers over and over again. Um, and then kind of falling back to that originality or, or falling back to our hospitality, we'll um, box all of those burgers up and we'll deliver them to uh you know neighboring businesses and surprise them with burgers for lunch you know the, the Starbucks next door or the retail store next door um and really help to kind of get our name out there in the, in the community so um really everything that we do I think comes back to to that but it, it, there's a lot behind the curtain hopefully I was able to uh peel it back a little bit for you
0: and that's really helpful. And, and I think I'd be remiss, we're obviously talking during a major global health issue around COVID-19, which has had this profound impact on, on many industries, but but also on the restaurant industry specifically. Can you talk a bit about its impact on HopDotty? And then as a follow-up, how has it impacted how you train and how you've adjusted things, kind of your approach in your division that you manage at this company?
1: Yeah, great question. And I'm glad that you brought it up. Um, we've been severely impacted and there's certainly a silver lining. And I'm glad we're talking now because I get to tell you about how far we've come. But, um, you know, we're still counting the days. So 72 days ago, uh, um, by my watch, all, all, all of uh, this happened. And um, we were impacted by having to almost immediately close 17 locations. Um, we furloughed the majority of our team members, um, and really had to rally together to figure out what was next and, uh, start with, you know, that, that triage and, and try to, um, hang on to everything that we could, uh, fast forward, you know, a couple of months and we've been able to reopen most of those locations. Uh, last week we made the switch where we have more active team members than furloughed team members. So we're past that halfway mark. And, um, you know, with every step, with with every opportunity to build our business, we're able to invite more and more people back. Um, So in order to get there, I'd say, uh, you know, it really took nimbleness. Um, We, uh, we established a crisis response team and we're talking every day. What, you know, um, one of the things that, Our CEO says, is, you know, fight the monster in front of you, not the the one that's down the road. And so we were uh, really cognizant to um, take care one step at a time. What what can we do today? Um, And we were fortunate to, although this is something that nobody has ever experienced before, this is kind of, you know, the marker of our generation. Um, We were fortunate to have instilled values and um, instilled a culture and a sense of doing right that led us um, in the right direction. And, and I'll give you an example, you know, sitting in the room um, trying to figure out, you know, do we, uh, can we afford to extend benefits um, for our furloughed team members and our CEO said, you know, whatever we have to do, that is do right, which is one of our core values. And so it, we have to make that work. That has to happen. And so to be able to have those guiding values really helped us, you know, know uh, to kind of fall back on our laurels, so to speak, um, amidst a very new uh, challenge, uh, uh, you know, um, something that, again, we had never faced before. Um, mm-hmm in terms of training uh let's face it i think anybody that's listening that is in the restaurant business and probably many businesses uh will back me up on this training stops (laughs) right from the get-go you know there's the training is the first thing to go uh in a crisis i was really fortunate to kind of transition my training skills into communication skills and that's what we needed um we weren't bringing on new hires we weren't we were teaching new things as we learned them, you know, overnight, our business model went from 90% dine-in to 90, you know, really 100% um, curbside uh, delivery carry out. Um, and so you have to figure that out. What does a drive through look like when you don't have a drive through Wow. So there was a little bit of um, kind of discovering the new things, but it was really about how do we stay nimble? How do we um, communicate with our team? Uh, And and how do we maintain morale in an environment um, like we've never experienced before? And I'd be remiss if I didn't take just a second to really praise our team and how they rallied together and um, took care of each other. And in many ways, you know, took care of of us uh, here at the home office. So um, still fighting that good fight, you know, the, the journey is not done. We're still in the middle of it. But um, just like our number of active team members, I feel like we're beyond that halfway mark. And uh, we have our marching orders and you know, we're all on the boat rowing in the same direction.
0: Well, you, First off, thank you for sharing that. And, and second, one of the things that you hit on is the power and the importance of communication. If you could communicate back with your prior self before all of this, what sort of advice would you share with them? It sounds like you guys have done just an incredible job given the circumstances, but you obviously now would have the benefit of, of hindsight. What was really impactful that you guys did and maybe what did you even spend too much time on earlier on that, that didn't have the impact that you thought it would? What sort of advice would you give your prior self?
1: Great question, two things come to mind. I, the thing that I would phrase and then the thing I'd say, you know, hey, do it this way. Um, the first is that our CEO Jeff Chandler, um, the very first thing that he did is uh, commit to a a daily video, and it you know it was quick and it was sloppy, and it was you know, holding the the phone the wrong way and and walking around and um, visiting restaurants. but every day the team could count on hearing from Jeff um, really for. Not the first two and a half weeks. Um, They were quick. uh, They were focused, but it was a sense of calm amidst the storm. It was something that people could count on, and it was a little bit impromptu. Um, You know, we didn't have the, the the equipment or the you know editors of film. We just filmed a video, put it on Dropbox, and got it out to the team. But it kept everybody connected and everybody in the loop with what was top of mind. Um, the thing I would say, um, hey, we, you know we're doing better now, but I wish we had done in the past is um, all of our communication tools were in English, and uh, things were definitely lost in translation, you know, um, being a restaurant business, we we have people who have a lot of different first languages. and Uh, now we're doing a better job of getting things translated into Spanish and making sure the word gets out there because communication is only as good as, um, you know, the receiver hears what the sender is sending, right? So it's really important that the message doesn't get, uh, muddied. And so going back and talking to several of our team members, they didn't know about, um, you know, the new, uh, temporary sick leave policy that we had implemented and didn't didn't know about these things that they could have taken advantage of. And so uh, getting those documents translated and getting them out there so that they were accessible to everybody uh, is definitely a better tomorrow that we have since implemented.
0: Hmm. I'm I'm a bit curious, you know, you guys have people at all different levels of life and at all different parts of their career at your organization. How do you think about leadership development kind of broadly at HopDotty, but then what are you looking for in future leaders and how do you instill that early on in the process when somebody is hired?
1: One of the things we say at HopDotty is, whether we are a career choice or a stepping stone, we want you to think of us as a place to have fun, grow, prosper, and make a difference. And so going back to that kind of meeting people where they're at, um, we think of it like a, like a journey, like a series of stairs. Everybody's going to start on a different stair step. And so we're going to kind of pick you up where you start um, and carry you as far as you want to go. And so one of the things we've done that's made that successful is, you know, Stairs start at one place and they end up in in another place, but it's all going in the same direction, right? And so we're still addressing the individual, but we've created this comprehensive program that takes everybody in the same direction. So in some ways it's customized, and in some ways it's one size fits all. But that's really beneficial for a small team um, because it's one size fits most, right? And so um, we've had people. Uh, join us and as an hourly team member and have, you know, moved their way up to trainer or lead or manager. Um, and we've been able to supply the, the tools for that individual. Then we've had people start at, at manager and then, you know, move to kitchen manager and general manager. And it's kind of the same program, just different steps um, on that staircase, if you'll follow my metaphor. So uh It's been really helpful to, you know, again, people will um, join your team at at different points in their career and different points in their development, but to be able to meet them where they're at and carry them along has been um, really beneficial. And then conversely, right, you can carry as you climb. So that general manager who was just a kitchen manager who previously was a manager can turn around and grab the hand. Well. We're social distancing right now, but metaphorically grab the hand of that team member who wants to become a lead to become a manager and help pave the path for them. So that kind of pipeline has really been beneficial. One of our goals is um, when we open a new restaurant, we want it to be uh, staffed with 100% internal uh, managers. Mm -hmm. And um, that pipeline helps us get there.
0: Well, that comment about pipeline and stair-stepping and taking you where you want to go is just a a perfect spot to wrap up this part of the conversation and and shift to our final two rapid fire questions that we ask all of our guests. So if you're ready, Kelly, uh, this is question number one, which is if you could describe your leadership style in one word, what would it be? Coach. Coach. And the final rapid fire question is this. What is the best piece of advice that you have ever received?
1: Thought long and hard about this one, and it's got to be from dad. Uh, he has always told me, if you want something, the best thing you can do is just start doing it. And that has helped, uh, you know, me along my career every step of the way to start doing it.
0: Well, coaching and start doing it. Kelly, thank you so much. Where can our listeners find out more about you?
1: You can check me out on LinkedIn at uh, Kelly McCutcheon. And of course, uh, be sure to check out pop.e. Follow us on uh, Instagram. My face shows up there every now and again, too.
0: Well, thank you again for all the great insight and thank you to all our great listeners for joining us today. If you enjoyed today's show, we would love a rating and review in your podcast app of choice. And we truly appreciate it when you share our show with your network. You can find me on social media at Matthew Confer, and you can find our organization Ability. That is A-B-I-L-I-T-I-E at Ability.com. And be sure to subscribe so that you get our next episode. And I want to thank all of you for joining us on the Learn to Lead podcast.